yeah, welcome. We are we are pleased to be joined by one of the newest members of the Tigers organization, Nick Kuja. Hopefully, I said that right. Uh, I just got in instructions, but I've been known to fail them before. Uh, but uh, yeah, Nick, thank you for joining us here on uh, the podcast today. Yeah, thank you, thank you for having me. And yes, you did get it right. Sweet. <laughs> I uh, yeah. One thing before we get into all the fun baseball talk, we we, we like to uh, get a little bit of background about our, our interviewees. So I was curious uh, about your earliest baseball memory. So I think um, we actually had a couple meetings and we kind of get to know the guys in here and they've been asked the same question. So I kind of had already been thinking about it. Um, but I think it would be with, it was me and my brother um, and my grandpa had a ball tied to a string, like a super long string and would spin it around them like a tether ball. Um, and we'd stand there with our bats on opposite sides of them and try to hit it, you know, back and forth or swing it around them. Um, but we were really, really young, and that's that's the first thing I remember. We'd we'd be at their house all the time, and, and that'd be the the big thing. Would Grandpa come on? Let's, let's go. Let's go hit. Let's go hit. And that's funny. Yeah, you know when I, I was plugging your name in there to uh, to Baseball Reference, I did see uh, another Kuja up there, and it's uh, Joe, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. So. Uh, that's that's fun. You got two brothers in professional baseball. I, I assume uh, we we always like to talk about how you know baseball kind of runs in families, but it sounds like maybe it came down to you from your granddad. Yeah, he. Um, it, it's weird because me and my brother are. I mean, I'm six three. He's six four, and my dad's five eleven, small skinny guy, and my mom's like five ten. Um, so we got it from from uh, from my mom's side. Definitely, she was a swimmer. Her brothers were swimmers. And her back grandfather was six four and athletic, so I think we got it from that side, and not so much from my dad's side. But um, yeah, we'll we'll be with my parents, and they'll say that I don't think that's your dad. <laughs> <laughs> so, as far as uh, I did, what we were reading and kind of looking up at the fact that when you were drafted, first and foremost, you didn't didn't know that you were eligible to get drafted or excuse me, you knew you were eligible. You didn't know you got drafted and, and the whole story behind that was pretty cool. And as soon as you got the Tigers camp, what has been the big difference between the two organizations? Cause the Padres have always in the last few years have done really a good job with developing pitching and, and trying to get some of their uh, prospects going. And so what have you found to be the difference so far between San Diego and Detroit? I think um, the first thing I noticed when we, well, yeah, when we all got on campus and got around here was that the the new pitching guys, the, the coaches, coordinators, directors were all bought in on the same system and the same philosophy and wanted to get everybody better at what they do good and also what they don't do good. But for for guys like me that are lower slot, they want to work on you know, maybe specific stuff with sinkers and sliders with other guys with vertical break, all that kind of stuff. But they've kind of almost portioned out each group and have certain aspects of each group that they want to work with um, different things within each group. Um, but they're, they're very open with the things that we do and the things that we like, um, especially being an older guy, a few years in the, um, in the professional ranks. You know, we have our own routines and they want to learn that and they want to introduce new things that we might like. And it's it's a back and forth collaboration, um, which is very comfortable and very easy to, to build trust with other teammates because you learn from them and build trust with 
you know, the coordinators, the director, the coaches, the, the staff, the train, everybody is very open-minded and it, it's back and forth. Uh, and I, I just like that the atmosphere, the general atmosphere is awesome here. Not that it wasn't with the Padres. I had a great time over there. Um, they were, I'd say, a little less hands-on, but they weren't necessarily getting in our way. Um, they understood also that we had our own routines and carry yourself like professionals. Um, I think here it's kind of the same, but they have a few more things to offer, um, which we can take and run with it. Or if it doesn't work for us, that's fine. But it's it's a, a large collaboration, and they're all here for each individual because they obviously want to get us to the big leagues. Um, so I think that that's a, a huge difference. Uh, yeah, that's always been interesting to us because, you know, as outsiders, we're always trying to figure out, uh, you know, what what exactly like if they have a philosophy within the organization. And, and it seems like things have changed kind of drastically in the last few years. And what you said, it, that sounds really good to me, is that they, they sound like they're more interested in taking what you already do well and figuring out how to make it better rather than like a one size fits all. Right. Instead of almost kind of throwing the same thing at the wall and hoping it sticks with a couple guys. Um it's more, it really is individual based. Um, and you know, that's the good part about it. Was there, was there anything specifically that they, they suggested to you or thought like, Hey, we, we really like the way you do this, uh, maybe make a small tweak and it can get even better. Um, so I had a conversation with, um, Gabe Reedus over the off season right after I had I had gotten drafted and it was, uh, you know, like, Hey, how you doing? If there's anything, let me know. Um, so I just get all to kind of find out what, what the deal is with me. Like, what are you, what are you thinking with me? And he, he, um, sat on the phone with me and kind of explained like, okay, it was something that I had already known, but okay, you need to get left-handed batters out. Um, guys from my slot tend to have trouble, with left-handed batters just because of the way our ball naturally runs back out over the plate, fastballs get hit, that kind of thing. Um, so he suggested that I try tinkering with a cutter, which I wasn't – I had done once before in an off season and didn't really catch it really quick, so I kind of threw that away a couple of years ago, um, but then was reintroduced to it after he said, so I gave it a try. And this year uh, it, it's in my arsenal, and I'm going to give it a shot because – they know they've had experience with other guys. They had a cutter that with somebody who's at my slot might have a little more success, you know, getting inside the lefties, getting them uncomfortable and then being able to set up other pitches with it. Um, and that's just, that's just one example with me. I know other guys they're working on, you know, maybe they're trying for vertical breaks. So they're working on spin efficiency. They're using clean fuegos. We're all using clean fuegos. Um, they've got core velo bell, uh, velo pro, all these contraptions. Um, each coach has their individual experiences, whether they come from college, from another organization, um, that they kind of just share tips and tricks with, you know, a couple guys. And if it works for them, cool. If it doesn't, they, they're not offended in any way that it didn't work for them. They're really high on, you know, putting your egos to the side and they preach that to us and they also practice it themselves, which is nice. Yeah, and then to see that kind of it, for us being watching the minor leagues for a long time, it's it's good to see that there's a, all the te- all the technology, all the even the wall and stuff, what have you. It's it's uh, brand new to us, and 
shows a lot of progress, especially among the, some of the numbers last year across the the levels. But as far as your bread and butter is concerned, I know you throw a sinker and a slider. And talk about the, the when you were in the in that 2020 season when you guys didn't have the minor league baseball. Did you tinker on more of the the pitches, or did you kind of more work on trying to get stand them out? How did how did your twenty twenty go in terms of getting prepared for twenty twenty one? So I was kind of playing it as you know the season might come back or the opportunity to get called to the the alternate site. Um, so I tried to stay as game ready as possible. I was throwing like two bullpens a week, um, usually like Monday and Friday, um, and I was throwing full out. Uh, 100% all pitches, um, and I had I was learning with um, I was doing it at this guy Seth Blair's house, uh, who I had played with in 19. He lived out in Arizona, and I was out in Arizona right when I got shut down, and he had a mound out there in the backyard. So I I hit him up. I said, Hey, can I come throw some bullpens and stay ready over there? And it it just started with a mound throwing into a trampoline net. And then we made some upgrades. Um, there was a couple other guys. My brother was there. Um, so it ended up being a small group of guys that were kind of working out there, uh, almost like you kind of see now during the lockout with big leaguers getting together and working out at fields and whatnot. Um, that was kind of what it was over there. And we were able to pick each other's brains and learn some stuff from each other, um, which was sweet. And I kind of just – I was out there for about till mid-June, and then I came back home um, back up to – Connecticut and I was kind of doing the same thing up there um, just kind of throwing bullpens trying to stay game ready in case they added somebody you know July August late in the season um, and yeah that's kind of how kind of how 2020 went now one thing you uh, mentioned and I'm not sure you know how how much you're familiar with everybody else in the Tigers organization now, but uh, there is kind of a, an interesting Northeastern flavor to it a little bit. And you, you said you're a Connecticut kid uh, and you went to UMass Lowell, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, it, and I was thinking, cause your story kind of reminded me of, there's a pitcher in the organization named Jason Foley who went to Sacred Heart and he was undrafted and then was found in the New England Collegiate Baseball League, I believe, while he was pitching. Um. And I was just, yeah, and then I also looked, and they've got a player named John Valenti who may have played with your brother at St. John's. Yes, yes, he did. And I uh, I know the name, uh, Jason Foley. Uh, my best friend at home works out with him, too. I'd never, I've never met him or talked to him, but um, I've read a little bit about his story, too, and it, it does seem kind of similar, but I feel like for most, not most, but for, for a lot of those stories, those guys come from, you know, New England or somewhere wonky in the Midwest, or they're not—they're not from your big states or your big schools. Um, but we got—we got something to show those guys from from New England. Yeah, there's, there's uh, one of the things that I've uh, thoroughly enjoyed through your is your Twitter account because one of the things, one of my, the funniest things I made me laugh out loud a couple times was the uh, the, the Kia Soul, the green Kia Kia Soul thing. But uh, that was one of because. I was, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, yeah, you know what? Those uh, <laughs> the cubes are pretty bad too, but the soles are the ones that kind of look like a. It looks like a boot from like a bigger robot from Voltron or something. Like, yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know what it is, but they just stick out to me like a sore thumb. And I, I think I saw <laughs> probably ten of them on my drive down here. 
Um, and there was another thing that was uh, completely random, but there was so um, I'm I'm half Cuban, and one of the things you mentioned was your love of uh, uh, tostado or tostados, or I, I usually call them a uh, fried platanos. And yeah. there is, uh, and depending on where you're at up, but up here in the Detroit, it's about a 45 minute drive up here. But I uh, I cook those things from scratch. Um, learned the recipe from my sister and my mom, and so. What what how did you come across? Did you come across those in San Antonio? I just wanted to know the history of how did you get uh, acquainted with such great food. When did I? Ha- I think I had that first in the cafeteria for the Padres. They made it one day, um, and a lot of the Latin players had it on their plate. And they, I just I wondered what it was, and um, I was, I'm not one to try things, but I was like, all right, I'll try it. So I tried it the first time. I didn't really like them. I was like, eh, I'm not really – I'm a huge texture guy, so it's kind of mushy. And I was like, eh. But uh, I, I gave it a try another time. I said they, they started growing on me, and then it got to the point where I was looking forward to them serving them at lunch over at the field. And they served a lot of Latin American-style food because we did have a ton of Latin Americans with the Padres. Um, so they tried to – you know, mash up the uh, American food, Latin American food, try to please everyone. And I would look forward to every single day that they did it. And after COVID, it seemed like they didn't really make too many anymore. Maybe that was just me looking forward to it. It didn't really happen much. Um, But I think that's where it started. And then I had it a couple times in San Antonio um, as part of pregame or postgame food. Um, But yeah, I don't, I don't know why just out of all, foods i like that because i'm not a huge like mexican food person like i don't know latin american food is is good if it's cooked right right Uh, but it seems that every plantain tostada whatever kind of version it is it seems like i like it other than the ones i tried to cook this off season (laughs) i did not have a good i'm not a good cook so i i tried i said i'm gonna buy one plantain i'm gonna try to cook it and it's gonna either be pass or fail and i tried cooking it and i don't even think it ripened good enough i left it out for like two weeks it was still kind of green so you know google online how do i do this so i put it in the oven for a little bit to try to you know ripen it real quick and it it just i tried cooking it and they were rock hard i don't think i did it it just didn't go right <laughs> i i was just gonna say i've tried them many t- or i failed many times before i actually succeeded so i finally my sister gave me some tips that my mom wrote down but uh so, Chris, I'm sorry. Go ahead. What were you going to say? Oh, nothing. I, I was just going to support the uh, the boneless wings over bone-in wings. I, I, uh, I know people will yell at you and say, oh, those are nuggets, but whatever. I don't care. I don't uh, – Yeah, chicken, I chicken. I'm eating it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> why, why do I want something I can't eat and something I'm eating? Uh, I, I did have one more baseball question because you are now our, our official uh, Tigers minicamp insider. Uh, just kind of curious if anybody that uh, you saw down there st- stood out to you, like uh, anybody was really impressive on the other players that were down there. I'm still learning guys. <laughs> now <laughs> I feel like I have everybody's names and know who they are, but now we're going to get a hundred new players. So I got to learn all of that. <laughs> so it, it's, it seriously is a very solid group of guys, both together as people in the dorms, around the field, um, as baseball players. Um, obviously everyone here is extremely talented. Um, and there's guys like two guys in my group, um, Jackson Job and, and Will Vest, um, I know they throw together um, and they're picking each other's brains, whether 
you know, Will's talking to him, asking him something, or Jackson's asking him something with all his experience. Um, I throw with Logan Shore, and he's trying to learn a sinker. Um, so we pick each other's brains. Uh, he throws a really good changeup, which I'm trying to learn how to throw a good one as well and kind of command that. So we're picking each other's brains. Um, so, it's, again, it's really a, a collaborative environment. Um, and I think you guys – you guys will see who stands out most to you, um, but from I can't tell walking in who's a first rounder, who's a thirtieth rounder, who's a free agent sign, who's you know who's twenty eight or who's twenty. I, I can't walking in not knowing anyone. I can't tell who's who until you know I get down and talk to them, ask you know, find out about each person. Um, but as you play and play, it doesn't really matter your bonus, where you come from, age, whatever, all that stuff. It doesn't matter. It just matters who you are as a person, who you are on the field, how you carry yourself. And that really is it's what's going to get you further and kind of draw the right people toward you. So that's, that's kind of the things that I've noticed um, with the guys in campus. I can't really – I wouldn't be able to tell, you know, who was the first rounder or who was the last pick. And one of the things that I was looking at your numbers last year in September, it looked like you finished, you did definitely finish the season strong and that adjustment from, you know, I know it's only three innings in triple a, but in El Paso, but as far as double a is concerned, what have you, um, do you feel that you're ready to go could potentially be like a set of man or a closer or whatever role that you, they, they give you down in Toledo? Cause I, I think that based off your stuff, I really think that you really, you have the potential to be really good in Toledo based off of uh, even with the improved infield for the Mudhens. I'm looking forward to wherever I go and get an opportunity to play. Um, and I kind of went into this season, even after getting rule five, um, super excited. And now that this whole lockout thing is happening, I, I'm, I feel blessed that I'm able to come out every day and play and be with the organization and work through that stuff. Cause I know, you know, the 40 men guys and those guys up there can't be doing that. Um, so really I'm happy wherever I go and getting to be able to pitch in front of fans with a team in the clubhouse with uh, a great group of guys, um, whether that's Toledo, Erie, Lakeland, wherever. Um, but I, again, set up man closer. That was kind of my introduction to that last year, I guess. Um, I kind of did it in rookie ball, but it wasn't it wasn't really the same. Um, but I think last year I kind of got into that position because our other closer got called up for a little bit, and I was kind of hot on a streak. So they said, you know, whatever, we'll, we'll use this guy. So I ended up getting used um, and kind of got comfortable as an eighth, ninth man. Um, but I pitched everywhere from the first inning to the ninth inning. I've gone – you know, two outs or three innings, sometimes over three innings. So I'm really comfortable doing whatever with whatever. Um, I've been to, you know, multiple levels in a year, up and down, up and down, up and down, go here, we need three innings, go here, we need another two. You know, two days later, we need you to go three out of five days and then go back down to Arizona. I mean, it, it really at this point is about just having the opportunity to pitch and it's whatever I can do with that opportunity wherever I am. and everything else that's out of my control, I can't do anything about. Well, 
it's a, it's a refreshing attitude, Nick, and and I'm glad that you're within the Tiger minor league system, and you're a great addition again. And if you want to follow him on Twitter for some some, if you if you don't mind me sharing that out there to our Tiger minor league uh, followers out there, um, you can follow him at Nikki K U Z, and um, the <laughs> man the Chick Fil A one signature member is uh because uh, <laughs> they crap me up because my wife. <laughs> Well, uh, they just put Chick-fil-A's up here not too long ago. My wife loves that sauce and we put that she has it set out for everything. So it just kind of cracked me up because she goes, Well, what's a what's a one signature member? I'm like, I don't know, but it sounds pretty cool. So <laughs> it's their uh rewards program thing. You get enough points, you get the silver, red, and then now they just made a signature status, which is the new highest one. So I gotta let everyone know I go there quite often. <laughs> Yeah, the ones over here for I don't know that is down there, but every single one here in Michigan, there's a line. There's a line wrapped around the. It's insane. Like there's I, I, I there's a couple in Toledo the same way, but they go super fast. But anyway, I don't get everywhere it. you go. Okay, so it is everywhere we go then. Okay, so. yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> well, Nick, thanks for your time, and we appreciate it. We look forward to seeing you soon in the next couple of weeks. Yes, sir. Thank you, guys. I appreciate being on again. Thank you. All right, thanks.